Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 202nd film from 2019. It's the Mexican comedy film Como Kaido Del Cello or in English two translations as if fallen from heaven or out of the clear blue sky. It's directed by Jose Pepe Borgregas and stars Omar Chaparro. I'm Jesse and I am here solo for this special episode. Hopefully if uh, you are listening you've given this a watch or are interested in the film so if you haven't seen it give us a pause now because I will spoil this film but I do start off with the fast flicks where do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a womanizer who is stuck in limbo and he's given the second chance to right his wrongs through the body of his own impersonator. Yes, that sounds completely bonkers. <laughs> and it is a little bit nuts. But that's what this one's about. So what, what can we find out about this film? Not a lot. Not an awful lot from Netflix's first ever original film from Mexico. Uh, the translations around the world for this one. In Brazil, Thailand and Russia, it was called Fallen from Heaven. Uh, sort of like we saw with the, the English translation. In Greece and Sweden and Norway, it's called Pedro Second Chance. And um, that's because, obviously, the, the main character in this one is Pedro. This film is inspired by, like I just said, the Mexican popular singer Pedro Infante, who is obviously a real person. Um, but this focuses more on Pedro Guadalupe, sorry, Guadalupe Ramos, who is an impersonator of Infante. And obviously, this guy was a, a movie star. Um, he was a gifted singer, 1940s and 50s, uh, became sort of... Mexico's Sinatra slash Elvis type of um, idol, and, and this was seen throughout Latin America. He died very young at the age of 39 when a plane he was co-piloting crashed tragically. Um, in real life, he was also a womanizer, like I mentioned in my fast flicks, and uh, unfortunately, frequently cheated on his wife. And that's an important context to have in relation to this film because that's pretty much what this film is about. It's about rebuilding that relationship with, with his wife. Um, this was released on Netflix on Christmas Eve, 24th of December, 2019. What are people saying about this film? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's only three reviews, so no consensus. One fresh, two rotten. The audience, there's less than 50 ratings. It sits on 43%, so fairly low. On IMDb, it sits on a 6.5 out of 10 on nearly 1,500 ratings. And on Letterboxd, it's got about 1,100 ratings, and it sits on a 2.3 out of 5. So fairly mixed, fairly middle down the road. And for me, my early thoughts, I, I was interested in this story. I, I wanted to see where it got to, uh, even if the comedy didn't land for me. Um, but unfortunately, when it did get to where it was going... I was outraged. The, the ending for this was atrocious. So <laughs> I will touch on that as we go throughout this, but did not like the ending in this one at all. So the characters, I've mentioned Pedro. Pedro's our main character in this. So his music and his movies obviously inspired happiness in many, but he obviously treated the women in his life quite poorly. So, he, so he's stuck in limbo. Um, so he takes over the body of his own impersonator to try and right the wrongs and prove that he's no longer a womanizer. He can treat women well and do the right thing. Um, and he has these two guardian angel type characters sort of guide him along the way and remind him of, of how long he has to go before you know he makes this change or he ends up in, in hell, I guess, um, rather than sitting in purgatory. I, I'm not sure the idea of the old Pedro mistreating women um, as just being sort of like, it was different times. So we'll use that as an excuse in the past. It was, it was you know, a part of the past. And 
I just don't think it was dealt with very well. Um, and, and the same thing, he keeps getting these headaches to sort of remind the audience that, that his time is nearly up. It was kind of a little bit lame and it was a bit hard to connect with his character that obviously you want to see a character change and, and do better, but I don't know, it just wasn't really dealt with very well. Uh, and, and the characters along the side with this, so we've got Raquel, who's the wife of the impersonator, Pedro, and, and she supported him through the thick and thin when he was in this coma and, and struggling and... Um, it comes up like he was seeing her cousin. Um, so it, it's tricky because this whole idea of being a womanizer just threads through into this this fiction or this character on screen as well, I guess. Um, Raquel, she's a police officer, so she's very strong, knows what she wants. And I guess that's a, a good side to her character that we see. Um, the cousin that I mentioned, Samantha, um, so the impersonator was apparently going to um, divorce Raquel to, to be with uh, this Samantha chick. And she was just gross. Um you know, talks about having a boob job and all that sort of stuff, very uh, much into very artificial sorts of things. Just just one of those characters of, of something that wasn't nice. And, and then I guess we see Jenny. Jenny is probably the moral compass of this film um, and the reason why Pedro wants to change it. Jenny's the relation to the original family lineage of Pedro and he wants to make her life better because... His poor example of his original life of being a womanizer led to her not having a father figure and those types of things. And her scenes were really nice with him throughout um, this film. So they're the main characters in this one. Sort of head on to the director, Jose Pepe Borges, who I, I've stuffed his name up again, but apologies. 14 producer credits, 10 directing, five of these are short. They're all in Spanish. Um, so yeah, unfortunately don't know any of the other pieces of work. Um, Going to talk about some scenes. So... For me, I really liked the music in this. I think the songs throughout this film were, were pretty good. Um, catchy, added to the, the feel of the film. Really enjoyed those. Um, and unfortunately now I'm just going to talk about the stuff that I didn't really like. So the forgettable thing. So it really frustrated me that this was a film about a mu musician. And I liked those songs. Many of those songs were good. But the lyrics on the screen didn't have English subtitles. So I'm not sure the the songs had meaning to what was going on the screen the context wasn't there i mean it, it, it's sort of what you could see and what you could hear the rhythm and things like the the ups and the downs that that all went well but i needed to see the lyrics to give some more context so that really frustrated me um i mentioned before that uh there's divorce sort of this idea of a divorce and, and these divorce papers sort of arrive at the doorstep of raquel um and she stands up pulling out a gun and starts shooting at pedro at his, as he's running down the street I, uh, I think this was done for comedic value. It just was not funny at all. Um, wasn't there. The male gaze in this, again, I mean, obviously, as I mentioned before, we've got ideas of boob jobs and things like that. The the male gaze, like, there's this scene where Pedro's on a bus and he's just, like, looking at the girl's legs and things like that. Just, it was gross. And it didn't add to the character. We understood he was a womanizer. We didn't need to see more stuff on the screen uh, telling us about that. And... Uh, the end of the film. So Pedro decides, you know, he's going to become a boxer to make money. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous conclusion to the film. And then that follows up with Pedro being kidnapped, put in the boot of a car, and then um, Raquel having to, to save him and him singing. It was just it was just a, a mish, mish, mash of rubbish at the end of the film. And I haven't even mentioned the thing that annoyed me the most, which I'm going to talk about. Um, themes, ideas. Obviously, this, this is about morals. This is about being faithful, about, you know putting your, your trust in love and sticking with that person. And I, be, I guess like Pedro was a celebrity. I didn't know him as a celebrity, but obviously a well-known name in Mexico. So the idea of, of celebrities, they bring joy to people, which is good. But if they behave badly, should we still idolize them? Should they still be looked up to? And I'm not quite sure they should. Um, all right, what did I take away from this one? I, 
I'm going to talk about the end of the film. This is the, the part that really frustrated me the most. So if you haven't seen the film, this is the last chance. I'm going to tell you, pause, because I'm going to spoil this. Uh, so we get this part at the end of the film that enough time in this film has progressed that Raquel is pregnant. Um, and there's emphasis on her and Pedro being happy together and the idea that you know he's righted his wrongs. He's not going to have to leave again. He's, he's, he's done the right thing and we're going to move on. But then the ghosts rock up and say that, you know, Raquel, she's got to follow her own path. And they're taken from his body. Like, I literally was sitting there going, what the hell? Like, he gets this redemptive story of being able to, you know, be faithful. And then he just up and leaves this woman in his life who has to pick up the pieces of his sperm that he's left behind and raise this kid by herself. This really disgusted me. This this is one of the worst endings of a film I've ever seen and really, really annoyed me. So unfortunately that means I'm probably not gonna recommend this to anyone because the end was just atrocious. Um, questions, I guess. I mean, in Australia, this, this was rated MA on our Netflix and uh, if anyone's got any idea as to why, please let me know. I'm very interested how this, like, there was no nudity or anything like that. So I don't know what it got the MA for. So if you know, let me know. And that leads to me bringing this all together because as I mentioned, like I was interested in where this film was going to go, but the end was absolutely atrocious. I cannot recommend this at all. Uh, I'm still going to give it a little bit of a okay score for the songs and the music and the way they were done. But this is a one and a half out of five. Not happy camper with this film. <laughs> um, please give us a follow and like on social media if you can. Hashtag FlixForum or at FlixForum. Question I want to put out there. What is a good ghost film? Because realistically, this is this is a ghost film. Um, all I could think of, The Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens. Um, Christmas Carol, The Ebenezer Scrooge. I think I've got the right movie there or the right story. Um, the Muppets one. The Muppets version. I like that one. <laughs> Not the Jim Carrey 3D one. Uh, thanks for sticking it out, having a listen. Back again next week with a 2019 Italian drama film called The App. This is directed by Elisa Fuxus, and it stars Vincenzo Crea, Jessica Cressy, and Greta Scarano. So if you're interested in checking out that international Italian film from 2019 called The App, give it a watch. Get ready for next week, because I'll be back to do that one again. As always, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll see you next week.